is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Question time on the sounding board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to drink wise. We'll go with Jared Moore on Twitter first up today, given the success of the Live Tour in Adelaide. What other major sporting events should Australia try and bring here? WrestleMania would be fantastic. <laughs> Big advocate of WrestleMania, don't No, I? zero interest. I think a NBA game would be sensational. I think a NFL game would be absolutely sensational. The daring An thing. An NFL game? Yeah. But how, how would they possibly do that? What do you mean, how would they do that? Though? How would they do that? The logistics of bringing NFL teams to Australia in a meaningful way. Not at all. They play 17 uh, games a year. Yep. Yeah, playing one game at the MCG would be magnificent. You'd find the funding, no problem at all. You'd fill the venue, no problem at all. And you'd figure out a way to do the fixture, no problem at all. You're going to negotiate that on behalf of Australia? I think, I'm sure Visit Victoria would have tried by now and would be an ongoing discussion with most governments, I would think. Carmelin on email, Hachi and Demo, with all the talk of NRL playing games in Melbourne in Gather Round, why does the AFL have no games in Sydney when Magic Round is played in Brisbane this year? GWS v Bulldogs is in Canberra, Sydney v Collingwood is at the MCG. Is it a missed opportunity to not play both games in Sydney and grow the game? Yeah, I would... It's a good I, question. In my view, the Sydney strategy of the AFL needs a rethink. I don't think it's working the way that they would like it to. And I don't think they're present enough in Sydney or on the ground enough in Sydney adding the level of support that is needed to win Sydney over. Some people would argue, Hutchie, they've spent $300 million yep. plus well, over, over the lifetime of the second club in Sydney already. Yes. They mistake... Attendance for interest on the weekends. So when people when the Swans games are full and everyone's got smiles on their face having a ball, because the Swans experience is as good as any in the country. Well, they shouldn't mistake it for interest on the other teams' attendance. And the Giants have got a lack. And crowds. if they do, there is none. Yeah. And both teams really lack Monday to Friday relevance, and the game lacks Monday to Friday relevance, in my view. And it's an area they need to fix. And the NRL is getting more and more popular and more and more relevant in those markets. And I'm not, I don't. You, you effectively live there these days, in that you spend is it 48, 72 hours a, a week four there, four to five days a yep. fortnight. Generally, I have lived there, Hutchie, as you as you think is humorous. Yep. Back back in the nineties, albeit, but I, I don't know whether you're ever going to crack it. And and when, you think, well, when you think of where it's come from from yep. that period, and I don't mean this to sound defeatist. Um, like I know how to do it because we are still winning Sydney over ourselves as a business. So to be fair, but you've got to be on the ground and in the, those communities. And I'm not sure driving in and out of where you play is the answer in the West. I'm not sure that not having a enough AFL, the AFL need more executives and more of AFL presence, not just the Giants or Swans in that market. They can't say to the clubs, here's a bunch of money, good luck. And they're not really doing that, the Swans, anyway. The Swans kind of have to find their own way mostly, but the Giants, they do. And the Giants' business model, I don't, I'm not in favour of. So, you know, a, we could probably spend a good podcast. I've made my views pretty clear, too. They're not my views to share, but I. And the NRL are doing a really good job. They are. They're doing a great job. Yep. Stephen Hanlon on email. I'll throw this your way, Hutchie, you being the negotiator that you are. With Please. the decision to give Adelaide the gather round for future years, is Gil leaving any work? for his successor. Surely decisions like that were not urgent and could have waited. Well, I think you've got to take the deal when it's there. When the money's there. You're never going to get the money. Like yeah. the, the game needs to be well-funded. And when the the check was possible at that moment... It might have been 100 mil for the three years, mightn't it? You've got to move Plus, it get yeah. it done. Yep. yep. But Over the three. It should make help them make the best decision they can if some of the stones in the shoe 
decisions, yep. like broadcast rights, are sorted before the next person comes in. Mind you, the next person might not in what next person might be negotiating the next deal in twenty thirty one. The way they're going by the time they arrive, given <laughs> how how long it's taken. What's your what's your view on that? As we speak during question time today, is uh, Eddie Maguire put a ten percent um, ranking on Gil Stain yeah, last I, week? I don't think so. I don't. I don't either. Yep. But Eddie's better connected than you and I in that space. Okay. Sure. Yeah, I still think Andrew Dillon. Uh, Josh on email. I'll quickly go through this. I was wondering how it works with the betting agencies, creative employees always seeming to get on the AFL broadcast with their creative viral moments. There are a couple of guys on both the Fox and Seven broadcasts from Sportsbet during Gather Round getting a lot of time on socials as well, although creative. Is this something that is arranged prior with the broadcaster to say, hey, end of the second quarter, we'll be here? Furthermore, while most of the stunts were legitimately funny and very creative, at what point are they just an extension to the narrative created by the advertising and are not just an ad themselves? What do they pay to get on camera? Love the pod, and I agree with Damien. The Sydney to Hobart yacht race should be moved to the MCG like the show did. Um, <laughs> drive by on me there right at the end. Um, Josh, I'm, as Hutchie will keep telling you and other listeners, a sceptic and a cynic. Yes. I think you've taken this to a completely new depth yep. of, of scepticism and cynicism. Yep. There's no no way producers are in on the ads that I know of in, in terms of what Josh no, is those, alluding to there. Those, in, those, wage, those betting integration, sorry, those wagering company content moments are part of the broader ad deals with the networks. They're in, they're in a greater moment. No, but I think Josh, Josh is saying separate to that, the people who delivering them are also getting the time on social as well. And he, I, the way I read that question... Is he saying that that is also part of the nudge, nudge, wink, wink arrangements? I think businesses like Sportsbet are doing a great job building content and identities that, in part, is included in deals, but in some part, just goes viral because of the strength of it. Yeah, it's got to it's got to be good content. Mix it both. If, if it's not if it's not advertising driven, um, I'm just trying to wade through a couple of these. Uh, here we go. Oliver via email. I don't know where this one goes. In the pre Anzac Day match, Fox Footy had Bucks, Gary Lyon, John O'Brown, Jordan Lewis pregame. And in the breaks, then had Hamish, Darcy, Richo, Daisy Pearce and Daisy Thomas, a total of nine people. I like the two-person commentary teams in the NFL. Simple, not too many voices. Avoids having multiple people repeating the same points. Why do we need so many? Less is more. Thoughts, please, you two. Your thoughts first? We do have a lot, don't we, compared with the coverage that we love. And, and you know my views on US sports coverage and you know my views on one man in particular being Joe Buck and his right offsider in Troy Aikman when it comes to yep. NFL. I don't even know he works with on baseball, but I just listen to Joe. You, you the, think less is better? I, I do because that's what yep. I love. So why then did your network attack us on having... Only one in the box for a short period of time. <laughs> yeah. well, one might be a stretch out to you when, when you're trying to do stats and specials and call it. Um, I, I get it. There's massive contracts at play here, and people sometimes want diversity of opinion, but I think there's a bit of ring of rosy with our stuff. Is that harsh? Yeah. I'm, the, the question's specific to TV. Yeah, I think the, the talent bases are both are good, they're well spread. I don't I like the I like the four person panels around shows and during games I'm probably a three person fan, you? Yeah, well three three's not I mean, there's five or six and sometimes seven, aren't there? Yep. In in yeah, some a lot of voices. Yeah. Yep. Uh, just to compare that, I mean there's no bigger sport in the world, Hutchie, than NFL. And and you've got two commentators, one one who calls the play and one who offers the colour and then the opinion on the game itself. Yep. Let's just go back to for the purpose of this conversation. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, that's all you need. Now, whether you like them or not, that, that's all you need. Um, so comparatively, 
it'd be it'd be a Brayshaw and a Daisy Pierce on a seven operation. Yeah, it's a bit cultural. Or, 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 a, or a Hutto and a Gary Lyon. It's cultural. It's, our that, game, that, that may be all we need. Our game is used to I'm not trying to get people out of jobs because we, we all need them, but maybe... Okay. Yeah. Right. All right. Fair question, though, by Oliver. Yes. Yes. Yep. All right. Uh, what do we got here? Dale Blythman on Facebook. Before Gather Round, the Swans released a video on their stance on tackling the normalisation of gambling. How do they now react with Tom Papley's Channel 7 post-game interview where he openly shares his enjoyment from gambling and extra employment by Channel 7 for their horse racing broadcast? With these conflicting public positions, who ultimately has the final say on what Tom can do? Or is there just a hope and prayer that no astute sounding board listener will pick up on the contradiction and it will just wash over? Well, we had this argument only last week or the week before, so probably best to ask this question of you. Well, I, I didn't. I wasn't aware he had the Channel Seven arrangements. Um, I have since had it pointed out to me, maybe by Dale Blythman, who posed this question, that uh, Tom's also got the arrangements with SEN Track, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And been... I love, I love everything about Tom, and I've got no issue with him doing that. But it, it does place him in a situation, doesn't it, when the club itself was so happy to tell us that it was not going to have any form of sports sponsorship and, and betting attached to it. Yep. And, and then you've got the star player and the one player outside of Buddy who's got some cut through in a in a town happily endorsing it. So I obviously disagree, and we've had this conversation before. He's not promoting a wagerer. He's promoting his love of horse racing, and he's being paid for it to endorse uh, his, or to commentate on horses. Do you realise how hypocritical that sounds in this argument, though? That's okay. And the... Swan's partnership is not don't gamble, it's responsible gambling. So who's to say that he's not having no, – who's to say he's even betting? Swan's will wash their hands of it, Hutch. He's not, not about responsible who's gambling. They've taken the check from the anti-government, uh, anti-gambling government anti body of New South Wales. Well, they're not anti-gambling. They're anti-gambling Hutchie, It's an anti-gambling body that they've taken the check no, from. It's a responsible gambling organisation and an anti-gambling advertisement <laughs> campaign. <laughs> Different things. <laughs> Your ears are painted on. You don't really understand. <laughs> if we just packaged up some of the stuff you said there. But anyway, <laughs> I know where you're coming from, by the way, but that's, we'll move on. Um, one to finish. One to finish. Uh, I'm just trying to get through some topics that we haven't already touched on because there's a lot of Fox stuff. There's a lot of Murdoch stuff. Here, there's a lot of Nadia Bartel. Here's the last one. Danny M on Twitter. Were you as shocked as I was at Nadia Bartel broke her silence in the Herald Sun as Jim Carrey famously said, I never saw it coming. Who's your favourite to next break their silence? I like Richard Goiter at Good Odds. <laughs> <laughs> he won't click. No, he won't click. No, he won't. No, he won't click. He won't drive uh, subscription. No. I don't think. Do you? Can you break your silence this week on something? Yep, for sure. What on? Well, you don't need to actually. Here's the thing: you don't actually need to break it anymore. No, you don't. You just, just need to say, say something. something. <laughs> <laughs> and you do click. That was question time on the sounding board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to Drinkwise. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board podcast with Hutchie and Damo for Drinkwise. Make sure you find us on Facebook and Twitter at Sounding Board EP. Hit the sign up button on Facebook to receive our weekly email and subscribe to, rate, and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts.